Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shechebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shechebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren and may they only share in semachot for the entire family. Amen. Daf Kuf Yud Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Semach Beda in memory of his father Yosef bin Miriam. Ruach Hashem. Amen. Today's daf is being studied Ben Miriam and Abraham ben Esther, Ruach Hashem Tanihem began Eden. Amen. We begin today's daf on daf Kof Yod Gimal. And we will begin uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines from the bottom. Amar Rabah. Amar Raba Bar Barhana Amar Bishmuel Bar Marta Amar Rav Mishum Rabbi Yosef Ish Hutzal Minayin She'en Shualim Bekaldiim. How do we know that it is forbidden to ask the advice of Kaldiim, which would mean uh, fortune tellers? Rashi Rashbam says Baale Ov. Some explain that it's the Ov uh, type of. Uh, which is that they would use uh, bones in order to communicate with the dead. He says, I don't like that interpretation. What is question is that why is it asur? We know it's asur because it's explicitly written. These are the stargazers, the kaldim that uh, give the future. To the uh, people that asked them, Chenemar, so Pastor says, Tamim that your faith has to be complete with your God, and from there we learn that you have to have faith in God, whatever's going to happen to you, and you should not seek out to try to find out the future and what is going to be. How do you know that if you have a friend? And he's greater than you even in one item. That you have to give him the proper respect. So the Gemara quotes a pasuk. There's a pasuk in Daniel. Let's explain... Uh, this literally pasuk means because of the extra spirit of wisdom that was in him, the king thought to appoint him over the whole kingdom. So this was talking about uh, Daryavish, who was the king of Madai, who appointed, let's say, three uh, leaders over the kingdom. One of them was Daniel. Uh, in the end, Daniel ended up becoming the biggest advisor because he was smarter than the other ones. So therefore, you see that somebody that has uh, wisdom that supersedes somebody else, you have to give him more kavod. You have to respect him for it. Comes Gemara continues. Tahor 
asura l'shamesh. Let's review quickly what is the subject of Bam Tahor. The lady gives birth to a boy, let's say. So the Torah says she's out for seven days. After seven days she goes to the Mikveh. Then for the next 33 days, even though she has blood coming out of her, that dam is called Dam Tohar. It's permissible for the husband to be with his wife during those 33 days. If a lady gives birth to a female, a girl, She's out for 14 days, and then for the next 66 days, the blood that comes out of her after she goes to the mikveh is considered dam tohar. Therefore, the husband is allowed to be with his wife. The hadush of this Gemara says that let's say after the 40th day for the boy, of 7 plus 33, okay? Now, on the, the after the 40 days, the subsequent night, I mean the night of the 41st, so then already... If she has an emission that comes out of her body now, that is considered Tum'ah. Now, the Hadush is that the Hakamim said it's forbidden for the husband to be with his wife that night, even if she didn't see. Now, question is, if she didn't see, what's the, what's the problem? She's still Torah. Hmm. No, because since he's so used to being with his wife for those days, while she's seeing... While she's seeing, so now we're concerned that she might see again, and in his uh, regularity, he might uh, be with her again. Now it's going to be Bisur. So he has to make like a Heker. He has to have to make a, uh, a Siman to remind themselves that from this point on, already whatever she sees is going to be Asur. Uh, so therefore, on that night, even though she didn't say, even though she didn't see yet, she becomes forbidden to husband. Or the same thing would be for a for a girl, which means after the 80th day, which means the night of the 81st day, even though she didn't see yet, she's going to be forbidden to husband. Why? Because since they're so accustomed to being together, even though she's seeing, we're worried that what that she might see again, and out of the regularity, he might be with her, and it was going to be soon now. Because now it's not Dam Tohar anymore, after those days. So therefore the Gemara says that there is going to be an Isur. Let's read that inside. Vayoshevim al-Dam Tahor asura l'shamesh. So those that are sitting on Dam Tahor, after it's over, it's forbidden to have Tashmish. So the Gemara Sa'ad Kama, of how long? Amarav Ona. Ona literally means a period. How long is this period? So Rajbam says... The period would be uh, one night. Period of time? Yeah. Period of time. Which means, uh, once, does not have to be a 24-hour period. It would be, let's say, uh, the night of the uh, 41st, or the night of the 81st. That night. Already, once the morning comes, she's permissible again. Meaning, she would make a bidika, etc. And then, once she establishes herself that she didn't see, she continues to be permissible. So you see, it's just like an again of Heker. Mm-hmm. They wanted one night where they refrain in order that they remember that the status has changed uh, at that point. No, it should be pointed out, there is uh, no uh, really manifestation of Dam Tohar in our time, today the ladies are tamer on any site of blood at any time of the uh, of the cycle. Comes the Gemara and says, Tana, we have a brayta. Who Yosef Ish Utsal? Who Yosef Ababli? Well, since we just quoted a rabbi called Yosef Ish Utsal, the, the man from Utsal, so that the Gemara quotes a brayta regarding 
him and other rabbis. So the Gemara says, whenever we quote and the rabbi called Yosef Ishutzal, he's also Yosef Ababli. Uh-huh. So you see him in Shah, sometimes he's referred to okay. one name, and sometimes he's referred to another name. The Gemara continues, Gemara says, Who isi ben Gur Aryeh, who isi ben Yehuda? Which means the same rabbi is Isi uh, ben Gur Aryeh, was Isi ben Yehuda. Who isi? Above we call him Yosef, it's no difference? No, there's uh, Iseh and there's Yosef. No, but there's the name called him Yosef. Yosef, yeah, the same name? Yosef Ish Usal, who Yosef Ababli. But it says a part, Yosef. Who is he? Yosef Ish Usal. Yeah, yeah, that means Yosef, yeah, that, that's Yosef, that's short for Yosef. That's the same rabbi we just called. Who is he ben Gud Aryeh? Who is he ben Yehuda? Next one. Who is he ben Gamliel? Who is he ben Mahalal El? Same rabbi. Okay. And what was his name? Isi ben Akavya Shemo. His name was really Akavya ben, I'm Isi ben Akavya. As Gavra says, Who to be Yitzhak ben Tabla? Who to be Yitzhak ben Hakla? Who to be Yitzhak ben Ila'ah? So those uh, rabbis were all together, uh, all the same name, just sometimes they were called different titles in different sugyot. Gemara then says, Who Rabbi Yitzhak bin Aha, the Shma'ta, who Rabbi Yitzhak bin Pinhas, the Agadta. Which means, sometimes, uh, when quoting Shema'ta, it would be, let's say, Gemariot, to talk about Halakha, they would refer to the rabbi as the Yitzhak bin Acha. Mm-hmm. However, when they would quote the same rabbi in Agadah Gemariot, they would refer to him as the Yitzhak bin Pinhas. So it's the same rabbi. One time they call him the Yitzhak bin Acha, what time they call him Yitzhak ben Pinchas? Vesimanach. In order to remember this last rabbi, exactly how his name changes, the Gemara quotes a pasuk. What's the pasuk? The pasuk is. We have to read the right name. Shema'uni Ahi Ve'ami. So listen to me literally, my brother and my nation. Now, Shema'uni is like the word Shema'ta. Shema'uni Ahi. So therefore, in Shemata, his name was the Bi'tzhak ben Aha. Mm. Right? That's the name is in the Pasuk. Shema'uni Ahi. So that's the uh, last uh, rabbi. So again, just to review this Braita, the Gemara quoted uh, the first rabbi, Hu Yosef Ishutzal, Hu Yosef Ababli, Hu Isi ben Guradiye, Hu Isi ben Yehuda, Hu Isi ben Gabriel, Hu Isi ben Malalel, and his real name was Isi ben Akavya. And then the Gemara gives another one of Rabbi Yitzhak Tabla and Rabbi Yitzhak Ben Hakla. And then the Gemara says that uh, this other rabbi, his name changed whether you're talking about Shemata or whether you're talking about Agada. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Rabba Bar Marhanna. Amar Rabbi Yohanan. Mishemed Rabbi Yuda Rabbi Yilai. Echol Batsel. Eat an onion, veshev betzel, and sit in the shade. Velotichul avazim vetarnegolim, but don't accustom yourself to eat avazim as geese, vetarnegolim, chicken, veyehel becha rodef alecha, and your heart is going to be chasing after it. The rabbi is trying to say, don't addict yourself to expensive foods. 
because you're not going to have the money to support your addiction. So therefore he says, better to eat an onion, which is obviously very cheap, and sit under the shade and eat it, as opposed to getting involved in an uh, expensive uh, lifestyle. What is that? No. So look at the Tashbam. Echol batzel veshev betzel. Echol batzel o yirakot. Doesn't mean only onions, it means vegetables, something cheap. Veteshev betzel betecha. And you'll be able to sit in the shade of your house. Meaning you'll, you'll have a property still. Because if you're going to start going after a rich lifestyle, you're going to end up having to sell your house. You're going to want to eat because you got accustomed to it. The next Gemara says, Pachot vetosif al Didatcha. It literally means minimize your eating and your drinking, and you will add to your residence. Which again means uh, that we said, don't spend so much money on food, meaning in this world, don't spend so much money on food, because once a person starts to spend a lot of his money on eating, so then already he's going to be forced to sell his house again. So preserve your residence by limiting your intake. Now we can explain this Gemara, referring to Olam and Olam which means uh, limit your intake in this world in order to protect your residency in Olam Those that go after their pleasures and desires in this world, so they forfeit their residence in Olam Basically the Gemara's uh, principle over here is a person should have a certain amount of uh, restraint when it comes to his physical desires because they become very addicting and it can cause him to now put himself in debt and it can put him in a, uh, in a dangerous, not a dangerous, but it can put him in a compromised situation where he's going to be forced to uh, sell important assets that he owns, including even his house. The Gemara says, Ki When Ula came from Eris Israel to Babel, Amar, Matla Matlin, Bema'arava, Da'akhil Alita. So uh, his statement was like a, uh, a rhyme, which means the achil aliyata is somebody that eats the aliyah. Aliyah is the fatty part of the animal. That's the basar shamin. So the Gemara says if a person accustoms himself in eating basar shamin, eating the fat of the animal, tasheh the aliyata, he's going to have to run to the roof. Why? Because his creditors are going to come chase him because he probably owes a lot of money because he spends a lot of money on this food. So he says, money to pay back. So therefore, the uh, statement would be like this. Again, Amar. What's the word? Matlam matlin. What's the saying? Okay, words. There's a saying. In the West, in Israel. They played on the word Alita is the Aliyah mm-hmm. and Alita is the attic, is the roof. The They're saying one that eats the Alita is going to end up in the Alita mm-hmm. on the roof because he's going to have to run away from his creditors. Mm-hmm. Then they said the other side. Mm-hmm. Somebody that eats Kakule, which would be like vegetables. vegetables, so then he could already sleep at the garbage dump of the city, which was in a very exposed area, which is the guy that's hiding from anybody. 
Because he doesn't owe anybody any money. Because he has a very cheap diet. So therefore, he's able to expose himself in front of everybody. He's not hiding from anybody. He can even lie in front of the dump of the city. Rashbam. Kakule yirakot. Vegetables. Akekle demata. Al ashpo ta'ir. Makom shishar bin ha'ir yoshvim. Hu yoshev. Ve'en tov'im lo klum. They don't... Right, not hiding from anybody, and they don't claim anything from them. Again, the same lesson being, a person should not get used to a rich lifestyle, especially if he can't afford it, because he's going to end up putting himself under tremendous pressure and debt. Comes the Gemara, and comes the new Mishnah. Now we talk about the first course on the night of Pesach, which is... Uh, at the same time, the course of Kiddush. And this halakha applies also to all times we make Kiddush during the year. Mazgulo Kostishon. So first we learn halakha. They pour for him the Kostishon. To make the rabbis medayek, that on Leil Pesach, you're not supposed to pour your own wine. Because since we're we're acting like free people, so the cup has to be poured by somebody else. Like a person that is free. He doesn't pour his own wine. Mazgulo. So Bet Shammai says the order of the Kiddush is First you say uh, When you make the Beracha of the Yom first Then you say First you say Then you make the Beracha of Mekadesh Yisrael Then you make the Beracha of the day Like we're accustomed to doing and the Gibra explains, These are the things that Bet Shammai and Bet argue on regarding the Sa'udah. Now, if you remember, we learned all of these things in the Sechet Berachot. Now the Gibra only discusses one of the many things where they argued on, and that is the order of the Kiddush. Bet Shammai means, First you make the Berachan the Yom, then the Yain. Bet Shemai offers us two reasons why that is true. Number one, Why are you making Kiddush in the first place? You're making the Kiddush because of Yom Tov, because of the day. So the day causes the wine be to be brought. If it wasn't the day of Yom Tov, you're not making a Kiddush al Number two, just which comes first in sequence. In sequence, the holiday, the Yom Tov comes first, then Kiddush. A person accepts Yom Tov already in the synagogue, let's say when he prays Arbit. Already it's Sintikul Khavim, already it's Yom Tov him. After that, what does he do? He goes home and makes Kiddush. So you follow the order. Since the Yom Tov came in first, so you do Yom Tov, then you do the Priyagafin. Those are the two reasons of. Bet Shammai. Do the opposite. So therefore, since the Yayin is the cause of the Kiddush to be said, so therefore the Yayin comes first. Tavara Hayr, another reason. Berkat Yayin Tadira. 
the beracha bore piragifin on wine is a more prevalent beracha. Uberkata yom ena tadira. The beracha of the yom is not tadira. How often do you say mekadisha sev as a manim? Not as often as you would say bore piragifin. Now we have a rule. Tadir v'she'enot tadir. Tadir kodem. Jeez, when you have something that's prevalent. That's right, it's less prevalent. The prevalent item takes precedence. And as she says, we actually learned this from a uh, pasuk that's brought down. The Gemara Doresh of the Masechet Zibachim. The pasuk says, Which means, that she says, Meaning, after you bring the Korban Tamid, then you bring the Korban Musaf. That says, Asher le'olat al-tamid. That's repetitious. So, Milibad olat al-bokir, Asher le'olat al-tamid. So, the Gemara says, Adirasha, because it's olat al-tamid. Meaning, since the olat is tamid, since it comes every day, it takes precedence to go before Musaf. Mm. So, what do you see over there? Tadir v'shenot tadir, tadir kodem. So, therefore, the same thing would apply by the wine and the bikatayum. Concludes, follows what did you have to give two reasons for betelil? The first reason was enough. When you tell me without wine, you can't make kiddush. So the wine is jaykar. What did you have to say? And you should also know the barachet tadiv shenot tadiv. Kibras vechite, Marcus. Maybe you'll argue and say like this. You'll say, wait, but Shammai offered two reasons, and you're only offering one reason. And so maybe you go with the logic. So the Gemara said, no. But also has two reasons. So Gemara then says, The Gemara says, Alaka follows Betelel. What does that mean? It's obvious. Why? There was a heavenly voice. That uh, came out from the heavens. The batko literally means the daughter of a voice, which they say it's like an echo, an echoing voice. The daughter of a call would be an echo. Right? You have the voice, and then the voice that comes from a voice. In any event, this was a heavenly uh, uh, voice that came out and said, So therefore, what do I need a Gemara to tell me something that already was confirmed by a batko? It's obvious. So the Gemara gives two answers. Uh, this was before this Gemara was written, before the bat call came out. And therefore, I didn't know who the Alakha follows. The Gemara says you should know Alakha follows Betelel. Or I can argue and tell you like this. This Gemara really happened after the bat call, but it's following the opinion of Rabbi Yoshua, the Amar, in Meshkihin the bat call. Rabbi Yoshua was the opinion that says, you don't pay attention to Batkol. As the Gemara says in Dabi Metziah, you don't pay attention to the rulings that they give from the heaven. And therefore, according to that, uh, Rabbi Yoshua's opinion was, you can follow whoever you want. You want to go like Betelel, go like Betelel, you want to go like Betchamai, go like Betchamai. So here, he said, but in this case, Look at the Rajbam. The Rajbam says, the Rabbi Yoshua, the famous Gemara there that talks about a certain oven that the rabbis uh, and the Yoshua against the B. Eliezer. The B. Eliezer uh, wanted to say it's Tahor, this certain oven, and the Hakamim and the Yoshua wanted to say it is Tameh. There was a back and forth in that case. 
And if you remember the story, to be the Aizir brought a, even a heavenly voice to confirm that he was right. And there to be Yeshua told him, in Mashkihin de Batkol. He said, Listen, we pay no attention to the Batkol. Amad Rabbi Yeshua Vamar, in Mashkihin de Batkol. Veilkach, therefore, Lidide, Hutzlak Lomar Bezu, Hilketa Kebetelil. He needed it according to Yeshua to say, Hilketak Betelil. Why? Because in the other Mahlukot, where the Alakha was not established like Betelel, which is the Mirror Shua says, it's open ticket. You want to go like Betelel, go like Betelel, go like Betelel, go like Betelel. So literally the Alakha had to come over here and say, no. But in this case, it's decided already. Now on this, Tosafot asks, a very strong question. Tosfot says that why then Legabe the story of Rabbi Yoshua over there the Gemara says what? En Mashkihin Bebatkol. Right? By Rabbi the Ezzet. He brought the Batkol and En Mashkihin Bebatkol. We don't accept the Batkol. But why uh, over here when Betelil the heavenly voice came out Dachamim did accept the Batkol. Jeez, leave it be Yoshua for a second. Then the Gemara say that uh, this was before the Batkul and this was after the Batkul. Because after the Batkul, the Achamim already accepted that Halakha is like Betelel. But I thought you told me in the Gemara about Mitzi'ah, Emashka'in be Batkul. Why, when it comes to the Bidiyazir using a Batkul, you don't accept it. And when it comes to Betelel's Batkul, it seems the Achamim did accept it. Look at the Tosfot. Nim Tomar. We hold like the bad call of Betelel. We don't come along like the bad call of Rabbi Yehazir. We are not allowed. The other Betelel have a ruba. Ela the Betshemay mehadede tefe. But the Tam the bad call of Yakeneged Rabim no come along. Ache. The bad call of Yatsa Ela lechbodo. Kede kamrina na Tam merashamayim yochihu. Which means over here. Bet Hillel was the majority. Now, Bet Hillel was the majority. We didn't need a bat call at all. You just go after the majority. No. Because Bet Shammai, even though they were the minority, they were sharper. They were Mahadadet Tafeh. So, therefore, it was a question do you go with the majority or do you go with the, the sharper minds? So, the bat call came along and said, no, you go with the majority. But since the bat call wasn't going against a rule that we know already from the Torah, so in such a case, you take the bat call. Mashaikin, the bat call in Gemara Bamitziah was taking a da'at yahid. The governor, the governor was saying, You can't take a bat call if it's going against the Rabim. Oh, so you're going to ask, why did the bat call come at all then? Well, the bat call only came out of Kabot for the Bidi Aizid. In order to uh, show his, uh, his value, but not to take it seriously. So therefore there's a difference when the bat call is in line with, that, with the normal procedure, of let's say, or it's going against normal procedure. So now to foot, based on what he just said, it's another question. Gemara says, hold it. You're telling me that our Gemara is following the opinion of Rabbi Yoshua, that says what? That says, in Meshkihim the bat call. Hold it. Where did the Bishra make this law Imash Kambi Batkol? They give it over there, but be the Aizid. So just because he says Imash Kambi Batkol over there, doesn't mean he owes Imash Kambi Batkol the Gabeh, Betilil. We just explained the reason why you don't go like a Batkol in that Gibbana is because it's going against the Rabim. 
So the Vagish tell me, oh, the God of Yeshua that says, you don't go with bat calls. What do you mean? Where did you say that? Yeshua, that principle you said was by a case where we have a reason why we don't call like a bat call. But maybe over here, we do go. So the Tosfot continues, Vim Tomar, Imken, Heki Kabar Biyoshuai, Harbi Yeshua Ka'e, a bat call, Rabbi the Isaac. Rabbi Yeshua was the one that said, Emashkim Bebat Kol Barabi Yehazer. Yeshomar, Medeka Amar, En Mashkim Bebat Kol, Mishum, Telo Bashamayimi, Mashma de Bechol Duchta, Letan Lebezat Batar Bat Kol. Which means he gave a rule. He didn't just say Emashkim Bebat Kol. He said, The reason why you don't go with a Bat Kol is because Loba Shamayimi. Because you're not allowed to take rulings from heaven. Now it's Mashma across the board. Meaning, he was giving you a rule, not only over here where it's going against the Rabbim, but in general, what the Shamaim is Makhriya in Halakha, you don't go according to it. So therefore, even in the Betlil argument, the right. Biyushu would not pay attention to the bat call, therefore the Gemara has to come along and say, Halakha, Kedre Betlil. Okay, now we go to the next Mishnah. Now, the next Mishnah discusses the procedure of the Seder again, after we make the Kiddush, they bring in front of him, now according to the Rashbam, they bring in front of the Balabayit, who's running the Seder, Yirakot, which is after the Kiddush, they bring in front of him the vegetables. Matbil o metabel bahazeret. Now, he takes hazeret, hazeret which would be like a lettuce, which incidentally would also be one of the uh, kosher marors mm-hmm. that one can use. We know later on in the said that we eat the maror. Hazeret happens to be one of the uh, marors that are kasher. But now we're bringing it to him in the beginning of the sauda, And he takes the hazeret and he's metabel. He dips the hazeret. What does he dip it into? So the Tosafur explains, either he dips it into salt water, or he dips it into vinegar. Now, we're going to have to understand what is going on over here. What, what is he doing? Is this his obligation of maror that he's eating now? Normally the maror is not eaten until after the matzah. The pasuz al-matzot umrurim So why would they give the guy hazeret in the beginning of the su'udah and tell him to dip it? Now, or maybe you'll argue and tell me, maybe we're talking where you're taking the hazeret and you're dipping it in the haroset. Now we know the haroset is that uh, food that uh, the Gemara is going to discuss later on. It's like a condiment that we dip the maror in. And the Gemara gives different reasons why we dip the maror into the uh, haroset. One reason is mishum kappa. Kappa is that the maror has a certain uh, poisonous uh, um, sting to it. And therefore in order to neutralize that, Kappa, the Gemara says, you dip it in the haroset, the haroset kills the kappa, otherwise the maror will be dangerous to eat. In any event, mm-hmm. what are we talking about over here? Hazeret? What are you dipping it into? So let's read the, uh, let's read first the Tosafot. Tosafot says, Metabel bahazeret, kelomar, ochel hazeret betibul, Meaning he eats the hazeret betibul, because this Mishnah is very tricky language. It's metabel bahazeret. It sounds like you dip something in the hazeret. Mm-hmm. Now you don't dip something in lettuce. Lettuce is not a condiment. So when it says metabel bahazeret, those four explains to us. It means you dip the hazeret into something. That's the style of uh, of the Mishnah. 
כמו השמש מטמל בבני בעיים, like we learned earlier, the שמש dips בבני בעיים with the innards of the animal, not that he's dipping the innards of the animal, he dips something in the בני בעיים, so the same thing over here, where he's, he's taking the hazeret and he's dipping it as well, וכן מטבל בירקות, meaning he takes the ירקות and he, he dips them, fine. And in the Pasuk uh, as well, Mishta'i Hache, he quotes a Pasuk in Yirmiya, Ki tekre'i bapuch enayich, shemanaha tapuch ba'enayim. Over there, it's talking about a lady that puts the puch, puch is like the mascara, in her eyes. So it's as if the Pasuk should be read, tekre'i enayich bapuch, that you you uh, place on your eyes puch, but it says, it puts the puk first, and ayik. It means it, sometimes it writes it in reverse way. Right. So over here the same thing. Metabel bahazeret. No, metabel bahazeret into something else. That's fine. Now, Opirush Rajbam, the Rajbam explained the aytibu lab bahaloset. Oh, this tibu over here, you're not dipping into the haloset. The akate loba. We didn't get to the Haroset yet. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we're going to learn at the end of the Mishnah, She's the Mishnah later on says, after this procedure, they bring in front of the Ka'ara, the Seder plate. And what's on the plate? The Haroset. Smashma until this point, there was no Haroset on the table. That's the Rajbam's proof. Tosfot says, Which means, it also says at the end of the Mishnah, and they bring in front of him Hazirat. What do you mean? He had Hazirat in front of him in the beginning of the Seder. Mm-hmm. So therefore you see that it's possible that he could have had it from before, and they bring it in front of him again. The Hazirat, you have to dip in the Haroset. Why? In order to neutralize the sting, that poisonous sting called Kappa. So how could you tell me you're dipping the Hazirat, not in Haroset? You need to do that. But let's say you're not going to use hazeret. Let's say you want to use what we use, for example, karpas. We use celery. Or you want to use a different vegetable. You would not have to dip it in haroset. Means if you use another vegetable, then you can dip it in vinegar or salt water. Like the benutam was no egg. We only have kappa in maror. Which means some say the haroset is there to remind us of the mud or the cement. Now, the only time you have to remember the cement is at the time that you're remembering the maror. Because it's, 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 it's the same item. Mm-hmm. The maror reminds of the bitterness in Egypt. And at the time they remember the bitterness, Maror is like Maridu with Hayyim, right? So you dip it in the Haroset to remind us of the, the tar or the cement that they were using at the time of the uh, construction. So therefore, it only makes sense to eat Haroset at the time that you're eating the Maror. The Zechet, the Maridu with Hayyim, the Homer, right? It says they bitter and bitter are like the Homer. What is Homer? What's cement? The Od, the Doshiach Mitzvah, Shitibu Nishon, Enu Ela Lehekera. Tosfot uh, gives us the uh, bottom line of the Gemara. What are we dipping it all first in the beginning of the Seuda? Which means if it's not the Maror, right. so what are you dipping it all? 
What am I dipping a celery into salt water for? What's the purpose? So the Gemara is going to say, that's a hekir. Just to get the children to ask. We want to do something that's out of the ordinary. Normally, they wouldn't make tibul before the hamotzi. Here, we didn't make the hamotzi yet. And right away, we're opening the meal with vegetables and dipping. So we want to arouse the children's curiosity so we can start to tell them about Lela Seder. Which is, we're going to tell them, this is not the only dipping. There's going to be another dipping as well. Yeah. We're going to dip the maror to the haroset. Ah, because Hamadim, you know, the Messiah, etc. So this first dipping is just in order to pique the curiosity of the children. So the Biru Tam says, not like in the Haggadah of Rabbi Yosef, that says that you dip the hazeret into the haroset. So it seems we had a machloket over here, how the beginning of the seder started. According to Sfot, which actually we follow, that if you have other vegetables, so you have to other vegetables. Then the whole thing is a kid. Why would you want to eat the hazeret in the beginning when you can eat another vegetable? And you would dip that into salt water. Because that was the derech in the olden days. They would dip their vegetables into some type of condiment. Now, Al Mishnah is just talking about a case where a guy doesn't have anything but hazeret. That's all he has. He doesn't have any celery, he doesn't have potatoes, he has no other vegetable. So in that case over there, he's going to be forced to eat the hazeret twice. He's going to have the hazeret in the beginning of the meal to arouse the children, let's say. And then he's going to have to have the hazeret again at the end of the meal, or after the matzah, I should say, in order to eat it for his obligation of maror. Right? But Tosfot says, of course, if he has another vegetable, he doesn't have to have hazeret twice. He can have sha'ari rakot, and then you can have the hazeret after. However, Tosfot does point out, if you're eating hazeret, you have to dip it in haroset. Because it's a kappa. However, if you're having sha'ari rakot, it's not necessary. That is shitab at Tosfot. Comes the Mishnah. Let's read the Mishnah again. Heviyu lefanav. They bring in front of him the yirakot. Right? That's the way the Rajbam learns. The truth is that Tosfot argues on this as well. He learns the biyu lefanav the shulchan. After him, in the olden days, they used to bring the table uh, to the people where they were eating. So after the kiddush, heviyu they bring the shulchan. Now on the shulchan there was yirakot. So just to look at what the Heviyu is. Heviyu lefanav. What do they bring in front of him? That's what Tosfot the Buddha Matayil. Heviyu lefanav. He says, Pirush Rajbam, Yirakot. The end of it. Medelok ketani behedya, Heviyu lefanav hazeret, kedetani besamuch. It just says, Heviyu lefanav. It doesn't say they brought in front of him hazeret. So therefore, it's much that they brought in front of him the table, and on the table there was the hazeret. Now, until he gets to what's called parperet hapat. Parperet hapat means literally the item that is peripheral to the pat. It means the item that is secondary to the pat. The pat in this case is matzah. What is secondary to the matzah? The maror. The maror is eaten with the matzah. So we call the maror in this case parperet hapat. Okay? Let's read the Rashbam, second wide line. Mm-hmm. Until you eat the Hazret a second time, after the Matzah, on the second Hazret is a Beracha. 
השם קדשנו, מוסף וסבב, על קראת מרור, כדכתיב, על מצות ומרורים. בתחילה מצה, ואחר כך מרור. וטיבול ראשון זה, כדי שיקיד תינוק וישאל. אהההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה
Like it says, Bashaash Matzah Maror Munachim Lefanecha. So therefore, and like we said, Matzah is called Lechem Oni, Lechem Sheonim Bad Levari Marbe, which means it's called Oni because it's an Enyan Nehanot to discuss, to talk. So therefore, you have to say the Haggadah over the Matzah. So that's the what the Mishnah means over here. Heviu Lefanav Matzah Bachazir Bacharosish Tavshirin. They bring it back. The the Mishnah leaves out that they. Took it away, it's saying that they're doing it back. That's what Tosfot says. Even though the is not a Besides the matzah and the maror, the time of the Beit should also bring the korban pesach, and they would eat it on leil pesach. Now, comes the Gemara and says, "Now let's remind ourselves." There's a famous malachah throughout Shas: mitzvot sirichot kavana or mitzvot enam sirichot kavana. When you do a mitzvah, you have to have kavana when you're doing the mitzvah or not. Meaning, so let's say a person did the mitzvah, he wasn't thinking about the mitzvah. Are you yotze anyway, or do we say no? You have to have clear intention to be Yotzeh the Mitzvah. So the Gemara wants to solve this dilemma from the deen of our Mishnah. How? Amar Ishtakish, Zotomeret, Mitzvot, Sirichot, Kavana. Because in our Mishnah, how many times is the guy eating Hazeret? Twice. He's eating it the first time. Right? He makes Bore Pri Adama, obviously, because he's eating vegetables. You have to make Bore Pri Adama. He didn't make Hamotzi yet, so he has to make. And then we tell him what? To eat the Hazirat a second time. Oh, why would you make him eat Hazirat a second time? Oh, because it's obligation of Maror. What are you talking about? He ate the Maror already. Ella, you must say that the first time when he's eating the Maror, he didn't have to come out to be Yotzeh, the Maror. He's eating it as a vegetable. He just said, Priyadama. So it must be what? Mitzvot Sirichot Kavana. And since he didn't have Kavana on the first time, so we make him eat it a second time. That's what the Gibraltar is assuming at this point. That the only reason why we'd make the guy eat Hazere twice is because he was not Yotzeh Maror on the first round. Why was he not Yotzeh? He ate Maror. Why didn't he have Kavana? Because he, he just made Bore Pei Adamai. He didn't think of doing the Mitzvah at this time. And especially the real Mitzvah of Maror is done only after the Matzah. So the guy probably wasn't thinking about the Mitzvah Maror at that point. So therefore, we see what? Mitzvot, Sirichot, Kavana. Let's read that inside. Amar Shakish. Zoto Meret, Mitzvot, Sirichot, Kavana. Kevan de lo be'idan hiyuva de maroru de achile bebore priadama u de achile. Since he's eating it, not at the time of the maror. When is the time of the maror? After Matzah. And therefore, what is he doing? He's not saying Alakhilat Maror at this point. All he's saying is what? Bore Pini, Adama. Vidilma lo echaven the maror. And therefore, maybe he didn't have Kavanah for the Hayyuv of Maror. Therefore, we make him go back again and eat the Hazeret for the sake of Maror. Mm-hmm. So if you can tell me that Mitzvot don't eat Kavanah, why would I make the guy eat the Hazeret twice? He did it already once. So this is the Gemara's Proof that what? Mitzvot, Sirichot, Kavana. Look at the Rashbam. Zot Tomer, Mitzvot, Sirichot, Kavana. Mishum Ache Ba'etre Tibule. That's what 
Okay, then they tell him, okay, after the Haggadah is over, eat matzah, do it again. Do it again. I did it already. Ah, when you did it the first time, you weren't covering for the mitzvah. Yeah. Maror, you were eating vegetables. Also, you see what? Mitzvah because if, if mitzvot didn't need kabana, we would tell the guy, you you're done. Now, even though you didn't do it the best way, we would have rather you do it later, but bottom line, you ate the maror, you yotze. So the Gibran says, oh, what kind of proof is this here? Maybe I'll tell you really, mitzvot do not need kavana. And really, you yotze with the first hazeret that you eat. Ude ka'amar tzretibule lamali. Also, you asked the question. You said, well, what are you doing? If you yotze with the first maror, what are you dipping it twice for? I'll tell you. Ki eki dileve hekera letinokot. Like we said, in order to do something different, in order to get the tinokot to ask, which means really it's possible mitzvot and tzirikot kavana, and really on the first maror it's possible yoyotze elawat. We wanna be uh, no, you don't make the berachah because you only kavana really. Therefore, the first one, even though I only separate pedama, yoyotze. That's why you're doing a second one. So you want two tibulim in order to tell the kid, like we said, we're bringing the kara back. There's another tibul. The kid says, "Hey, how many times are you gonna dip over here?" In order to get the kid to ask. Now, look at Rashbam Dilma Hakamashmalan de Ba'inan Tre Tibule Mishum Tinokotchish Alu the Avde Hekera Tuva Miu the Maror Kama Yatsa Yedehobato. You're saying from the first one. Now keep your finger on the Rashbam as we go through the Gemara. If that's the case, Imken Mishma'inan Shari Rakot. Why then would the Mishnah tell us that you eat Hazerit the first time? If the whole thing is for Hekir, the Mishnah should tell us that the first dipping, each Shari Rakot, which is not really for, for the Maror really. So each Shari Rakot, if that whole thing is to get the kids to ask, so eat some other vegetable, like we eat celery, and then eat the maror later at the proper time. Why would the Mishnah tell us, you dip first time, hazerit, and then you do hazerit again? Look at Rashbam. Always why you dipping twice is for the kids to ask. It's not coming to teach me the dina mitzvot tzirichot kavanah. Just tell me Shari Yerakot, the first one. Umarobe Tibu Sheni. Di'ikanami Hekele Tinokot. Because you have everything. Meaning you have two things over here. You have Hekele Tinokot. And you eat the Maror in the proper time. Because the proper time is again to eat it after the Matzah. Aval b'maror lechudeh lo ba'inat tibuleh. Dechudai lo avdina meshume kera de tinokot lagdim achilat maror kodim zmano. Which means you're going to tell me that the Hekele is so important that it's better to eat the Maror and be out of its time? That's already too much. She says, like is saying, according to me, it makes sense to Mishnah. The reason why you eat maror, uh, it says you eat maror twice, is to teach you that what? Your first maror was nothing. It doesn't count. Oh, it doesn't count. Very good. That's why you have to eat the maror 
again. And you have to eat the maror again, and therefore you have two tivlim, and you also have the anyan of, not a ker kotlesh takish, but you keep saying, you need the second maror, because you won't, you'll say, the first. Now you'll have to agree, why are you eating the first one at all then? And like eating the first one at all, maybe in order to make a hekef for the tinokot. But you're not yotzeh the first one. But according to the hachem, they're saying, nah, we don't tell you, you yotzeh on the first one. But it's not in a sedichot kavana. And so if you yotzeh the first one, we're doing it again. Oh, you're only doing it again because of hekef. So the shakish is coming on to say, hold it. If you yotzeh on the first one, and the only reason why you're doing two is to make the kids to ask, you're going to go so far to say that because of hekef for the tinokot, let the guy be yotzeh maror. Outside of its time, that's uh, too much. Uh, too much credence given to this heker to compromise your maror. Oh, the mishnah should have said, "Do shari rakod and then maror." You get the best of both worlds. You get the heker item, and you also get maror in the right time. Right. So the gemara says, "No, no, no." I'll tell you why I had to say hazeret. I ashmi'inan shari rakod, because if it only told me shari rakod, have amina hechad ika shari rakod who de ba'inan tretibude. I would say, yeah, only maybe when you have other vegetables, that's when you do shtet tibudim. Aval hazeret lehudeh. Well, let's say only at hazeret, I would have said, lo ba'et tret tibudeh. I would say, maybe you don't need two tibudeh. Tret tibudeh. Maybe just dip once, and you yotzeh. Kamash ma'lan, ta'afidu hazeret ba'inan tret tibudeh. Why? Ke'echi delevebe hekera letinokot. Which means, you're right, we told you to make a hadush. Of course you should do Sha'ari Rakot. Right. Of course. But the Hadush don't think you only do two Tibudi if you have Sha'ari Rakot. But if you have Hazeret alone, you don't do. Even if the only vegetable you have is Hazeret, better to be uh, Yotzeh, the Hazeret, in the beginning. Because Mitzvot Erev Sarikot Kavana, still, in order to get the kids to ask, what are we dipping twice for? So therefore you're right. The Hadush of the Mishnah is to tell me, even in a case where there isn't Sha'ari Rakot, there is still Tre Tibudeh. There is still two dippings. Comes the Gebran says, Ve'od Tanya, we have another Braita. We have another Braita. Achlan Demai. The person, let's say, Eight maror of demai. What is demai? Safek. We don't know if the fellow took his uh, maaser on it or not. So the hadush is yatsa, yotze. Why? Because the rule is aniim are able to eat demai, and every person has the ability to make himself an ani. How? By making his property hefker. So if he eats uh, maror that was demai, yatsa. However, Tosfot points out, if it's Vadai Tevil, Lo Yatsa. Okay? Now, even though Maaser on vegetables is only Midrabanan, the Hadush is that still not going to be Yotse. So, Tevil Vadai on Yirakot, Lo Yatsa. Safek Demai, Yatsa. Achalo Belomit Kaven Yatsa. Clearly, we have a brighter that says if you ate it without Kavana, Yatsa, proof positive, mitzvot, and amsirichot kabana. Achalal lahatsa'in yatsa. If you ate half the maror in one eating, and half the maror in another, let's say you have to eat a kazayat. You ate half a kazayat in one sitting, and then you ate half a kazayat in another sitting. What's the deen? Yatsa. Ubelvad shelo yesheh ben achilal haverta, yot mechte achilat paris. So long as you don't have a long space in between the two eatings. Achilat paris is the time to eat. 
a, let's say, half a loaf of bread. Now, how much is that, let's say? Let's, let's translate it quickly into minutes. Anywhere between two minutes to seven or nine minutes. The point is you have to eat it within a proper shi'ur. Now, a guy can't eat half a kazaid and then a half hour later, eat another half a kazaid. Those two akhilot are not mistarfot. He has to eat it within the bichte akhilat baris. Oh, so you see clearly over here we have a bright uh, that says mitzvot enam sidiqot kavana. So that's a question on Ishtakish. Because Ishtakish wanted to say mitzvot sidiqot kavana. Kibra says, what do you want? Tanai. This is indeed a mahlokit of the Tanaim. The Tanya. Rabbi Yose Omer, afapish tibet bahazeret. Even though you dipped in the hazeret the first time, mitzvah lehavi lefanav hazeret baharoset vishneh tafshirin. So you see that what? Even though you ate the hazeret the first time, it's still a mitzvah to bring it again. Uh-huh. So what do you see from everything what I want to say? Obviously because you were not Yotze the first time. To give us who said, Maybe the Biyose holds that mitzvot really and really you would say on the first round and maybe the only reason why you bring the second one is to be a kid which is what I'm saying like this we want to bring you a proof that what? you have to bring it again that's because he holds mitzvot right. so he says we have a blight that declares telling you what? You bring it twice. So who said? Maybe I'll tell you the reason why you bring it twice is really nothing because really you would say the first time. Because mitzvot in Sidiqot Kabbalah. So why are you bringing it a second time? In order to get the kids to ask. So the Gabbara says, my mitzvah. Why would the Brayta use the Lashon mitzvah lahavi lafalaf hazeret? What do you mean mitzvah? It's not a mitzvah. Take care. The mitzvah already you did the first time. And it must be this bright those mitzvot sirichot kabana. Right. And therefore the first time you ate the hazeret, you were not, were not yotzeh. Therefore it says mitzvah lahavi, because you yotzeh the second time. So it comes out we have indeed a mahloket amongst the tanaim. Do mitzvot sirichot kabana or not. Now, let's just read this tap uh, tosafot together. Zot omeret mitzvot sirichot kabana. Rishtakish Savar Tematnitin Stamaketani Rishtakish understood how Mishnah when he said you bring in front of him Hazeret Right? Meaning even if you could let's say find other vegetables You don't have to go burden yourself to go find other vegetables No Hazeret and then do Hazeret again since you didn't do the mitzvah at the right time, mm-hmm. and you didn't say maror, you just said maror, Now, when it says vidilma, maybe he didn't have kavana. Maybe he did have kavana. <laughs> that word vidilma is a little, little strange over here. So Tosfot says vidilma lav dafka. You understand? What's your proof then? Yeah. You're trying to prove to me mitzvot sirichot kavana. So then the Gemara says, and that's why you have to eat it again because the first time maybe you didn't have kavana. Maybe, maybe I did have kavana. I'm wrong. I am yotze. Vidilma means for sure, for sure you did not have kavana. The end mitzvah el ati bulsheni har matzah hilkak ba'ilim edar vadbule perush ud barich alakilat maror. 
Now, ולא נקטו ברוכיהם משום דרף חזה איתלה בשמעתין לברך על אכילת מרור בטיבול ראשון. אוקיי, ועד לכמה עובר פי אדמה אכילה, היינו כלומר שאינו אוכל לשם אכילת מרור, אלא אכלו לצאת בבורא פי אדמה. Which means, the only reason why he ate it in the beginning, he wanted to make a בורא פי אדמה. The fact that he didn't say על אכילת מרור shows us what? That he did not have כוונת תפילי מרור, that's the sakish. דאי סלקדת אכלו בעי כוונה. כוזיבי את המצוות אין המצליחות כוונה, אם כן יצא חובת מרור בטיבול ראשון. אף על גב דאכלו לפני מצה, וכתיב המצות הברורים, לא אביא עיכובה, זה סתם מעכב, nice to eat it, in order, in the right time, but if you didn't, you didn't. עמי סריק תהיה תבולה במרור, האבילה לאדורי השאר ירקות, משום הכרה, בטיבול ראשון, ואחר מצה בטיבול שלי יאכל מרור, which is, תגיד שצריך לפתח את אותו ויזן הכרה. You should definitely go after Sha'ad Yirakot. The Shakish didn't understand the Mishnah like that. The Shakish understood the Mishnah. Listen, take the uh, Hazir, don't worry about it. You want to do Sha'ad Yirakot? You can't, you don't even, have to, don't even go after Sha'ad Yirakot. Why? Because anyway, you're not your say with the first one. And you'll be your say with the second one. But if you tell me, you should have to go after Sha'ad Yirakot. You should have to. Otherwise you're done. Because otherwise you're your say of the Maron in the wrong place without the... So the Gemara rejected that and said And you're right Really you're supposed to go after Sha'ar Yirakot Mishum Hekera Uchtel Echol Maror Achal Matzah Umatnitin Kamash Rani Shachadush Mishnah is Hecha Delek Ashar Yirakot Da'afidu Bemaror Ba'ina Tetbule Kedel Echol Maror Kemitzvato Umishum Hekera You gotta get two items You'll do the Maror But you'll be Yotzeh the first time But you'll also get the Hekera Velo Amina Chelo Yochal Maror Al Nesof Velo Nihosh Hekera You might think Pes If you're gonna be Yotzeh Maror on the wrong time, mm-hmm. based on the Hekir item. Kamash Mahalan? No. Even so, even so uh, you only have Maror, do it twice to be your same Maror and not to give up the Anyan of Hekir. So that's the way the uh, dynamics of the Gemara was going. The Shtakish already originally thought, well, when the Mishnah said, it means, bring in front of him, don't even pay attention to Al Yirakot. And the, he said, that's ah, a proof to me. Mark me the whole item over here is what? Mitzvot Sirikot Kavana. Therefore, your first maror you just made, Obore Pri Adama. Your second maror is the real maror. Beautiful. Uh, comes the Hachamim and say, uh, No, really, I'll tell you Mitzvot Enam Sirikot Kavana. So the Shakish comes along and says, Mitzvot Enam Sirikot Kavana. So why do we let the guy take Hazeret? We should make him take Sha'ari Rakot. So the Gemara says, You're right. The Chetayla, we'd rather him take Sha'ari Rakot to be Yosef the Maror at the right time. But the Hadush Mishnah is, even if he only has Hazeret, it's Hazeret. Ah, you're going to be Yosef Maror in the wrong place? So what? We'll gain the benefit of Hekera. So that's the dynamics of the Mahlok between uh, the rabbis and Rishlakish. Uh, Let's just go one step further. מאי שנה תבשילין? What are these שנה תבשילין? It says we bring two cooked foods to the seder. What are these two cooked foods? So the Hakamim explain it that there one is lezecher korban pesach and one is zecher lekorban hagiga. So you have to remember on Eid of Pesach we brought two korbanot, korban pesach, and we brought a hagiga yudalid. That was the korban that we ate. Before Qurban Pesach, in order to fill us up, so we eat the Qurban Pesach, ala sova. So we bring two tafshirin to commemorate these two Qurbanot. Amar Avuna, silka va'aroza. Even if you want to have beets and rice, 
which means it could be any type of two cooked foods, no, nothing, uh, nothing specific. Mm-hmm. Even you want to bring beets, cooked beets and rice, it's okay. Rava hava mehader aroza. Rava was uh, careful for his two tafshilin to eat beets and rice. Why? Who even afik de ravuna. Since Ravuna used that as an example, so Rava said, he if he used that as an example, he wants to follow exactly even the example that the Hakam gave. Because Rava gave it as what? Even uh, beets and rice. But since the Rabbi used that as an example, he said, you know what? I want to show everybody that Halakha follows uh, Rava. And therefore I'm going to show that what? You could even go with beets and Nice. Rice. We learn another thing over here. That. I'm sorry, I was right. Rava followed Ravuna meticulously by eating the beets and rice because he chose that as the example. But we see from Ravuna another halakha here that halakha does not follow Rabbi Yohanan bin Nuri. Why would Rabbi Yohanan bin Nuri say? Rabbi Yohanan bin Nuri Omer, or is min daganu. Rabbi Yohanan ben Nuri, as we learned, the Masikh ibn Akhot says, rice is considered a grain. And if rice becomes hametz, and somebody eats it, you're going to be hayav karet. Meaning he holds rice can become hametz. And a person could be yotzei yedeh hamatob matzah if he makes it out of rice. rice flour. Which means the only item you can use for matzah is a grain that can become hametz. So Rabbi Yohanan ben Nuri holds one of the grains is rice. Now from here you see what? Ravuna let you cook the rice and eat it on pes as one of your tafshirin. Obviously he wasn't concerned about it rising and it becoming hametz. So you see what? Another point. That obviously we don't follow the opinion of Ravuna does not follow the opinion of Rabbi Yohanan ben Nuri. So it comes again says Hizkiyah says for your two tafshirin you can even have a fish a piece of fish with the egg that's on it even though it looks like only one tafshir right. but it's considered two separate tafshirin for this item Rabbi Yosef Amar Sarik Shene Mine Basar he's on it's got to be two pieces of meat Echad Zechad Pesach Vechad Zechad Lachigah you got to have two pieces of meat Rabbi Amar Afidu Garma even if you have a piece of meat on the bone, and it's gravy, and it's soup, that's considered already too. Now, look at the Tosafot. Tosafot says, Shene Basar. Perush Rabbeinu Tam. I'm sorry. Perush Rah, Rabbeinu Hananel. Tseli Zechel HaPesach, Umevushal Zechel HaGiga. So the Tosafot comes along and says, and now we're telling you, let's say, two pieces of meat, but the Bible says the two pieces have to be different. One has to be roasted, zechel korban pesach that's eaten roasted, and one has to be cooked zechel korban hagiga that seemingly was cooked. Velo nehira, he says I don't like this. The kaimalan keben tema the en hagiga nechilat elatzali. So what do you mean? We learned earlier in the Masechet that korban hagiga that is also roasted. So the kaora. <laughs> To have one roasted and one mevushah uh, doesn't do it. So he says the manitin atchakemate lachen nere the tarvayu mevushalim. Both of them are cooked. Vechem mashu lashon tavshirin. So the Baal says, what are you talking about? It should say 
therefore both of them have to be roasted. Yeah. He just proved to me that what? That the Qurban Pesa of Yudalid is roasted. Right. So therefore, this is what you say. Therefore both of them should be roasted. And some Girsaot in the Tosafot, by the way, change it and say, But the Masha explains differently. You see what? We're not concerned that it has to follow the exact way that the Qurban was brought. Because if you were following the exact way the Qurban brought, then both of them have to be sali. And they were not following the way the Qurban was brought. Therefore they both are cooked. Why? Because the Lashon of the Gemara was Shinet Tavshilin. What does the Tavshil mean? Therefore Islam it's a Zekhir. It doesn't have to be exactly the way the Qurban was brought. Now the next Tosfot has a question. Let's say Pesach falls out of Motzei Shabbat. Now we know that on Shabbat itself they brought the Korban Pesach, but they did not bring the Hagigah. Hagigat Yudalit is not the Chai Shabbat. So Tosfur has a question: Are you obligated to have Shnei Tavshilin on Pesach Shachaliyot the Motzei Shabbat? Since there is no commemoration of the Hagigah, so look at the Tosfur inside. Keshehal Yudalit Yot Be Shabbat and Sarik Rak Bishul Ehad. Why? The Hagigat Yudal Ela Dochet Shabbat. Umiu Umer Ri Demikol Makom El Lehalek. You're not going to make a haluk. The Dame Lechova, which means already it's an obligation. Imayu Manihim Laasot Shnei Tavshilim. Means you're going to stop doing Shnei Tavshilim. Already accept it upon yourself to do two Tavshilim. Vegam Yesh Lachush Shema Lo Yasu Bishar Pesachim. Which is already once you're going to stop it one year, maybe the next year also what? They're only going to do one. Now, maybe you'll tell me that's a problem. What's going to be the problem? If you're going to do Shnei Tavshilin, so what's going to happen? Maybe the Bet Tavshilin is going to be built the next year. And Pesach is going to fall out on, and Pesach is going to fall out on Shabbat. And you're going to come along and say, last year we ate Shnei Tavshilin. That must mean that what? That you bring the Hagigah on Yudalid, and therefore they're going to bring the Qurban of Hagigah on Shabbat. Why do we hush it to such a takala? So Tosfot says, Afagat not say the lekel ma'ashima yibnei bet hamikdash veyomru ishtakat asiru zechel hagigah b'shabbat v'asra min eklemino b'shabbat because he says that akrava misura lezerizin who brings the korbanot the kohanim or the people that are zeriz the zealous people ushi yibnei Moshe veAharon yeimanu who's going to be with us in the bet hamikdash Moshe rabbeinu Aaron akohen pelekal mitayeh we're not going to make any mistake Aaron and Moshe rabbeinu they're going to guide us they're going to let us know what halacha is. But if a person doesn't want to bring two tafshirin on that uh, night of Shabbat, Shabbat, we don't warn him. But the Chetayla Tosfot does hold; he shouldn't change from his normal practice of every year.